Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Musai Collective. I'm your host, Lindsay Cabrera, and in honor of International Women's Day, I'd like to give a shout out to all the badass, divine feminine muses out there. If you didn't already know, Musai actually translates from a Greek word meaning the muses of the creative arts. Of course, we're aligned with the Virgo full moon this week, and as such, the divine feminine is so cyclical with the moon cycles. This is a reminder that you are enough, you are loved, and you are the creator of your life. This week, you'll be meeting multidisciplinary artist Katarina Suleiman. With a poetic narrative, often political, she tells stories about memories, fights, and archetypes of the feminine through photography, video performance, embroidery, engraving, writing, sculptures, natural materials, and so much more. So today, we'll be discussing how her art gives a voice to the divine feminine, metro materials and bio art, the inherent connection that women have with mother nature, and her projects such as the uterus and the rock, and so much more. This multidisciplinary Musai is an artist to watch, and you can follow her on Instagram at KatarinaSuleman6. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and here's Katarina Suleiman on Musai Collective. Hello, Katarina. Welcome to Musai Collective Podcast. How are you doing over there, over in Sao Paulo? It's very hot over here. Sao Paulo. <laughs> it's very hot. Good, good. So, so lovely to have you here on the podcast. You know, I've been following your Instagram page for a few years now. And I first came across your stunning uterus artworks made from flowers and plants. And I absolutely love them. And we'll definitely talk about that later. Um, But it led me to your page. And I just reached out to you one day. I was like, I'm just going to see if she's interested in having this conversation and sharing your work with my audience and the world from my view. And so, yeah, we're really happy to have you. And I guess we'll get into things. Yeah, I'm really happy to be here. So to start off, you are a multidisciplinary artist with a poetic narrative, which is often political. And you tell stories about memories, fights, and archetypes of the feminine through a variety of art, like photography, video performance, painting, sculptures, and using natural materials and paints, and so much more. The list goes on. (laughs) But what has influenced you to create your art in such a multidisciplinary direction and to give a voice to the feminine through your creations? Well, (laughs) I actually started on photography. I... Uh, study historically and, and alternative processes, analog. So it was hard since the beginning. I like hard things. I always say that if there isn't some sweat and a little blood, the final work's not good. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm a maker, you know. So, well, I start with this. And what you do basically on the dark room is you create textures, you double exposure things and um, I end up on the digital, of course, because it was cheaper. So I was doing the two parallels and I caught myself, uh, photographing textures, walls, nature, textures. And then I was doing double exposures, digital double exposures. And I liked it, but I want to touch it. So I'm like, I want to touch this. <laughs> and I start building the textures, the walls itself and everything. I even made an installation that I, I built a wall inside a, a gallery once. It was a long time ago. And from that, I realized, I think, I believe, 
right now, 2023, I might change my mind, (laughs) (laughs) that women, uh, we get involved with subjects, really involved with subjects. Uh, We're not builders like men. Men think about something and they want to build this. And how art works for women is that we get involved with the subject, research it, leave it, taste it, everything. And then we come up with an image. And then it's mental, of course, in this first stage. And I realized that these images, some of them I couldn't make. I couldn't make them. And every time this, the, the image comes to me with a new technique or something that I didn't know how to do it, I'll go there and study it. And that's how it went. Um, it's still like that today. I'm working on looms. It's been like five months. And it's good because you build a repertoire, you know, uh, your thought changes. It's like knowing new languages uh, by the time you're creating mentally. You know, you can put new things. It's not like I wake up and say, today I'm going to do a embroidery photograph. No, it's just an image. And then I recognize this is printmaking. This is sculpture. This is, this is all together. <laughs> you understand? So that's uh, basically how... It, it, it goes and not went, it goes. That's how I work. Just kind of the flow of your creative process, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and enjoying everything, you know. I, I like to work with my hands, yeah. definitely. And yeah. I like it hard, so yeah easy things yeah a challenge you like a good challenge <laughs> yeah yeah exactly. yeah well you mentioned to me that lately you've been collecting natural materials from one of the oldest forests in South America and turning it into art can you tell us a little bit more about metro materials bio art and what you've been creating <laughs> well uh I, I moved I'm in Sao Paulo in the state I'm still in the state but I moved to a little town uh which is in Mata Atlântica. São Paulo is in Mata Atlântica too, but it, it's gone. That's the forest. What I read is that it's the oldest forest in South America. There's still 24% left, of which only 12% is native. It's very sad. So, yeah, yeah. I'm here. And it's the, I, I'm in Brazil. It's lucky sometimes, it's not the other times, but in, in, I'm in the highest biodiversity of the earth. Wow. So there's so much material. And right now there's so much rain, so there's so much material on the floor. And uh, the, the natural materials were always there, you know. I picked this and that, but... Uh, lately, and it's been a few years, I've been thinking of a way of making my work more uh, more sustainable. I have some some embroidery in leaves, and people always say, "Why don't I use the resin?" I mean, I'm working with a, uh, a natural material. I'm not gonna put plastic on it. <laughs> it yeah, no yeah, yeah, it looks good, but no, that's not the point. Yeah, and. Within this research, right now, actually today, it was my last class of uh, bioplastics. So now I, I know loads of things about bioplastics. It's a, no, a, a whole new world. But that's how it went. I just start collecting and, and the mental images uh, start becoming only natural material. And I'm in love with it. I'm obsessed with it. And I 
turn into sculptures, I turn into photography. I turn, that, that's what I said. I, I end up mixing everything. My looms are most of the looms, natural material, branches and um, stones. Um, you name it, you know. Are those the images that the recent photos that you have on your Instagram page is like the big square yeah. and there's different uh, textures, yeah. I guess, of earth on. Yeah. Yeah. It looks super cool. Yeah. And I think one photo you like put your hair into it. <laughs> I did. You see, yeah, you do. Because you are uh, mother nature, too. Yourself. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Well, we what's that like? Nature. We are nature. Yes. The divine feminine. But yeah, like, I mean, when you're out there and you're in this forest and you're like foraging Mother Nature's like gifts, like, is that also like lovely for you to just be out there and not really know what maybe you're looking for? Do you just like kind of like go out there and just free freestyle like what you're even collecting, you know? I truly believe on everything I do that I don't do it by myself. If I ever believe that I'll stop doing because I'm not... um I'm not capable of doing what I do by myself. So there is a, a vertical thing that guides me. Let's put it that way. Nature. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Life passed through us, you know? Yeah. And um, I talk to her sometimes. I say, you know, we're working together. I'm bringing conscience to people. You got to help me. So I, I'm, I'm absolutely sure that when I go out, I'm going to find what I need. There's no doubt that that the co-collaboration with Pachamama. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I love that. <laughs> okay, that's amazing. So let's talk about the project that actually led me to finding your profile on Instagram. It's called Uterus. And each artwork is made from beautiful flowers and plants and you piece it all together representing the female uterus. And they're just amazing. And I love them and everybody, you need to check them out. Um, but can you tell us a little bit more about the concept and the intentions behind the series of artworks? Well, I could say that's the, the beginning of everything, but it's not true. <laughs> uh, I had the privilege to spend most of my childhood in the woods. Uh, it ended up really quick when life began and I was in, in cities around. I was an immigrant for 13 years in cities and then I came back to my city which is Sao Paulo uh, but by 2016 I start I start noticing nature again again because you know the the plan is to make us forget the plan is to to seem like nature works for us and uh, we are the center of the universe so I start observing again because as a child you're just there you were an animal, like just another animal, just like we are right now, but just like we are in the city, but uh, you're really there. Uh, you just leave it, right? Like you're supposed to. But as a grown up, you like questioning things. And I remember that I uh, start, I plant a bindweed. Do you understand a bindweed? It's a jasmine bindweed. It's this plant that rolls around. Oh. I had this ugly fence. Yes, and, I do know. Yeah. So after three months, it, there was flowers everywhere and it was so beautiful. Plants, mom, moms know what I mean. It's a lot I'm of I'm a work plant mom. And, I love plants yeah, too. <laughs> it's crazy. And then yes. you say, no, this is dead. And then it borns again. Well, three months. And then I realized that 
uh, uh, woody ball was growing. And I'm like, this is not right. This is not right. What the, I'm ripping out all the balls. <laughs> and in one point, I heard some something swinging inside. There was something inside and I opened and it was like 15 seats. And I'm like, oh my God, wait. So I'm taking care of this plant for six months. And she's giving me 300 trees of the same species, not 300 uh, of them, uh, the same tree. Back after six months, and I start crying right there. No way. This is it. This is cooperation. This is love. This is it. That's what it's all about. Um, and I might lose myself, and then you remind me where I were. Oh, 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 <laughs> what the question was, but I had to say that. Later, I find out, I, I found out that uh, fruits are just something that protects seeds. That's all. It's not there for us, you know. Uh, it was not like created by God for humankind on the third day or whatever day it was. Like the fruit is, there pr- is the around fruit. the seed to protect the new tree or whatever. Actually, then uh, uh, it's, it's yeah. beautiful and it's colorful and it smells and it's sweet. So we species, all of the species, go there, grab it and eat it and spread it around. Okay. If it falls on the floor, the, the fruit has the vitamins, enough vitamins to nature is perfect. The, enough vitamins to feed this new seed into growing. And then... The only goal is to feed the earth. It's not to feed uh, animals. It is to feed animals. So animals feed the earth. You understand? Yeah, it's a so, cycle. Yeah, this, it's amazing. Yeah. And we have nothing to do with that. We just powder, <laughs> you know, destroy everything. <laughs> but then I started to learn all these things and not observate everything. And it was at the same time that I started to study on women's history. And uh, <laughs> it goes together in the end of it because you start with the political stuff. And then after the political stuff, you, you want to go back to the essence, you know. So, okay, so I'm not this that they told me I, I am. So what am I? Right? And then we go back to nature again. And in this process, I, I went to Seaza, which is a place that has loads of flowers. Again, I'm in the highest biodiversity of the world. <laughs> I only say it a million times. Uh, and I bought this loads of flowers. I threw it on the floor and I said, I want to do it. Uh, and neither is. I had, I always wanted to do a heart. I did it later, but, uh, this day I said, I'm not going to try this. I'm going to try this uterus. And it works. It, they are 60 by now, 60 or more. That was 2018 or 19. I'm not sure. But it works the same way. Uh, I say in Portuguese that I do with my hands tied on my back. Because it gets together by itself. It's loads of flower and loads of flowers. And I just grab them and start doing it, and it uh, magically, <laughs> you see. Like you get in some kind of like uh, trance from the yeah. source as she's coming through to you, and it just kind of like aligns. Exactly. When you're creating exactly. it. Exactly. 
Wow. Yeah. And uh, it's no, today's not even fun anymore because it's there. It's, it's like, yeah. wow. Every time I look at them, they're just so stunning. They're my favorite. Mm-hmm. And it was so good because by the time I started making it, no one was doing it. And I even got censored on Facebook and Instagram. It was a huge fight. What? Yeah. Come on. This is yeah. like It art. was a sexual something. And it was not even the whole system, reproductive system, because I did them later, was just the ureters. And my argument was always, well, there are a bunch of organs in art, hearts and lungs, millions of them. Why can't I do a ureters? And I end up winning this, but to today I'm shadow banned. I cannot do uh, publicity. Like advertising and stuff so like this? Wow. Yeah, I can. It's a wonderful platform, but it has, it has two sides. Right. But it's okay. I'm, you know, uh, I did this and it was great because in one year, two years, everybody was doing it. And one of the points was to normalize this, you know, for us to see that not in a sexual way. That's what got us in trouble in the first place, you know. That's the, the organ where every oppression comes from. That's the root of everything. And uh, we have to take it back and for what it is. And it was so beautiful that everybody started doing it. And now it's not censored anymore. <laughs> okay, go ahead. So when I, I start doing them, it, it was March. It was not intentional. It was March. And I said, you know what? I'm going to do, I don't know. I don't remember. But it was 20 days till the 8th. So I said, I'm going to do one uterus a day. And I did it. And uh, I used it to tell women's story. I, uh, the first year, we talked about domestic violence. We talked about how we couldn't go to school, historical facts, even the, the real meaning behind the Women's Day. At, this, at the time, it was 2018 or 19, I don't remember. People didn't know that. And it was very powerful because the image was so pleasant that you could talk about political, very heavy stuff. And they would hear with the heart open, you know, like you prepare them. And I have so many feedback, so much feedback. It's crazy. Uh, to this day, it does touch women. I never, I don't have the time to say, oh, I don't know if I'm doing the right thing. This is not working. I'm not getting anywhere as an artist because people are touched. And so am I, because most of the things, and I tell them, you know, most of the things that I'm writing, I'm, I'm learning with you. Uh, in some point, someone called me to, to do a lecture on sacred feminine or, or something like that. And I said, man, I don't know anything about that. I document my process. So I'm going through with the public. You can come in 10 years, then I'll have it figured out. But yeah. right now we're going together. That's really that's cool. It. Yeah, yeah. Well, the thing is, I that's something that I do remember is that I, I was following your page when you were pairing each uterus with like a subject or, you know, something historical fact about a woman in history that maybe did something amazing or overcame some kind of like oppression or whatever the hardship was. And I was just like, wow, this is really cool because you're like also bringing more awareness to these topics. And like you said, normalizing, showing the female uterus and it's, it's art. (laughs) 
I think that these days, art without education, it's only half of the work. Mm, yeah. It, we have to do it. Right. It's like, our obligation. You, right. I, I'm being yeah. very harsh here, but it is. Yeah. Like when you create art, there should be some kind of like learning or education attached to it. Not all the time. There are okay. things that touched me. Like uh, I did this piece uh, on hygiene menstruation day. Oh, it was not the, the hygiene menstruation day. It was our ex-president. I'm dancing. You're not seeing, but I'm dancing. Our ex-president, he vetoed the law that distribute, distribute um, pads to vulnerable women, students and women in, uh, in the situation of living on the street. It just went there and vetoed it. The numbers are amazing. You have no idea. And these girls, these teenagers are not going to school. They don't attend the school because they have their period and they cannot buy anything. So they use sand, cloth, um, newspaper. I actually have a tampon series on it with everything, plastic bags. It's so sad. And he vetoed it. So that morning that hit me. It hit me and I said, man, I have to say something about it, you know? And then I did this, this pad with a uh, newspaper with the news, with the name of this president that I don't say it, but it was his name and what he was doing. And then the blood in the middle of it made out of newspaper. Wow. And uh, you might say, oh, that has nothing to do with your work, but it touched me. And when it happens, it's very political. Yes. So sometimes it does. I cannot, you know, shut up about it. So I go there and expose myself. And <laughs> Yeah, well, it's like, it's something that like sparks you and like ignites that flame in you where you're like, you're probably like burning inside and you want to share like what you have to say also through your art and spread awareness right yeah it worked you know we're still fighting uh now the government here is no good yeah <laughs> in sao paulo and, and mm. he's taking out laws that we already got but that was a huge movement women got really it's still not working well but they already said they're gonna send to schools and well we'll see but we have this issue and it's not humane yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's interesting because then I think there was like, I want to say it was New Zealand where their government made like menstruation products uh, available in the schools for them. So they have access that so there's no issues like this. It's a movement. <laughs> so we're actually going to go live with this podcast episode on International Women's Day on March 8th. And I want to talk about the inherent connection that women have with Mother Nature, our Pachamama. And, you know, we are the green witches, the medicine women, the nurturers, the healers. And how would you best describe the way in which women and nature are deeply connected? And how would you say you use your platform and art to support the divine feminine? I'm going to tell somebody else's story. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to tell a story that I heard uh, through Joseph Campbell and he's talking about rituals, the importance of rituals and everything. It's very interesting. 
and the the guy that he's doing the interview it's like oh tell me about the rituals and he's he's telling everything but it's all male so they go there they go to caves they go through loads of suffering there's blood involved they are throwing the forest to hunt for five days if they survive they'll come back it's all true okay <clears throat> and then they they will become a man there are contemporary rituals like bar mitzvah for Jewish people and uh, there is a bunch of uh, rituals in the contemporary. But um, in the ancient ancient times, it was re no, native people to do it. So he's talking about the importance of it, but it's always male, male, male. And then the guy say, what about the women? And he's like, oh, women, women don't go through rituals. They have within them. The ritual is getting their period. Ha! I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they are the owners of life. They are the ritual. So I don't think I have to say much more. That's amazing. Uh, yes, it's amazing. <laughs> we are it? the ritual. I yeah. mean, I always, we I always are say the that. ritual. We, we own life. You know, yeah. we don't have to go through anything. Uh, and there, and then of course the cycles. The cycles of the moon are aligned with our cycles, and um, <laughs> yes, they we are. own life, <laughs> just like. Everything else in nature, you know, we own life and life goes through us and, well, we nurture it. Very excited about this subject and emotional. Oh, well, no, I feel that I, I totally, I love this. I love talking about this as well. <laughs> and I also love like, you know, getting deeper into like how women are cyclical with the moon and the moon cycles and like there's 28 days in the moon cycle, our cycle, women's as our cycles are 28 days. And, you know, as females, we can menstruate on the full moon or the new moon, or maybe you're in somewhere in between, but you know, I know when I'm about to have my moon and it's like a new moon period, you know, or like when it's a full moon, I don't know. I just feel very witchy and I'm like, Ooh, it's right on time, <laughs> but it's really amazing, you know? And also just like with your energy throughout the month, going with moon cycles and like yeah. new moon energy. And then you're like day 13 in your cycle and you're like kind of seeing the moon go through its phases too, but you're also going through your energetic phases. So I feel like it's really important to like understand your moon and cycle. And we're losing that. You have cats, right? We, we both have cats. Yeah. So we're crazy cat ladies. <laughs> Check cats on, on full moves. Yes. The zoomies. They get re yeah. You, you see movement. They are fighting. So they are agitated. Full moon. <laughs> full moon. We've been losing connection with that, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I will later um, give you an, a TED talk. It's Monica Guerra. I could say she's one of my muses. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Uh, it's amazing, amazing. I hope you find it with a closed caption. She's Portuguese. Okay. It talks about all that they were talking you know, yes. she is one of my inspirations. She was there too uh, when I started doing the years. Was the first person I sent the first picture to. Oh wow! Yeah. Did you get? Uh, that you to don't her? know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Because I nice. watched the TED talk and I got so emotional and I wrote to her. She was here in Brazil. She was living in Brazil for about eight, ten years, ah. and she saw my work and we started talking. We became very good friends too. Oh, that's this day. nice. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's an amazing TED talk. Everybody should see it. I'll, okay, I'll well, the... send it. Send me the link, and then I'll link it in your episode description at the end of the description. And anyone wants to check it out, I'll leave the link there. 
<laughs> I love to share these kinds of things. Okay. So you actually have a new piece coming soon called the rock uterus. So this is a little bit different than the flowers and the plants and the softness of that. Can you tell us more about the representation of this piece and its connection to women's history and, you know, the years of oppression and the things? (laughs) (laughs) I I still have to write this text, the whole thing. But when I realized Women's Day were coming, I'm like, will I do? Because I do it every year. I do the, the seven years before the eighth. Will I do the flower here? It is. And I didn't feel like it. Kind of didn't sound fair to us, you know, in these past years. Everything that has been going on, like Iran, abortion thing in the U.S. Um, the numbers here, I, I, I got the numbers here for you. The numbers from Brazil. Get ready. Okay, people don't know that. It's crazy to hear. Every seven hours, one woman is killed in Brazil, feminist, just because she's a woman. Okay, it's not like, oh, she wasn't a robbery. No, uh, they're killed by their partners. And every seven hours, one. Every nine minutes, one woman is raped. And now you are sitting down. About 60% of them are less than 13 years old. And uh, 79% is a child or a teenager. And almost all of this happened inside their homes. Nine per minute. So in our conversation, three, two child, two children, and one woman was raped here in my country. We watch Iran, for example, uh, how they were in the, six, in the 70s and how they are right now. Not only these numbers, but many numbers, but many things. We realize that we can lose the rights that we think we have, you know, that they let us believe that we have. We have some, okay. Many women died for us to be here right now. Uh, I think women's history, after you learn how to write and read, is the first thing you have to do. Because <laughs> we wouldn't be here right now. I wouldn't be speaking another language. Uh, we wouldn't have went to school. Uh, we wouldn't have money or a bank account to buy this machine that we're talking through. And we wouldn't be able to have our opinions. I watched a, a lecture from my daughter yesterday. I didn't say where where I'm um, speaking from. I think it's important. I'm a, a Latin American woman, South American woman. I'm a, I was a teenager mom, single mom. She's 26 right now. I'm 45. Well, she's a master's in literature. Uh, we we win. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, and I start my career after my 30s. Oh, I, I think wow. it's important yeah. to say that that's what yeah. I'm speaking from. Yeah. So <laughs> I was watching this lecture by my daughter the other day and she was talking, uh, I don't really remember what she was talking about, but they start talking about Virginia Woolf and one man in the room said, well, what makes you think she, her works involves about uh, around women, that she was a feminist or anything. And she says, well, <laughs> take Mrs. Dalway, for example. This is great and uh, illustrates why we need to know history. Take Mrs. Dalway, for example. The first words of the book is, Mrs. Dalway decides to buy the flowers herself. And this is 1925. It's 100 years ago. And she says, it still touches this day that Miley Cyrus says, I can't buy myself that. 
<laughs> exactly. I was just thinking Imagine that. Imagine what it was to go and buy the flowers herself in 1925. And this race, is, everything is within by the historical time. And right. if we don't know the historical time and what's the condition of these women at, at the time, we cannot understand what's happening right now. And uh, the, the, always this phrase, I don't need feminist. Well, <laughs> you are in social media because of feminists, because you couldn't even read books if well, it wasn't for it. Exactly. You know, you right? have, you're doing all of the things that you're doing because of those feminists, right? Exactly. We do owe them a lot. Exactly. Yeah. And we do get tired sometimes. Yeah. You know, it's hard. Um, uh, nobody knows everything. We need the five, five thousand lives to understand everything. But with the little that we know, we watch things and we say, oh my God, well, I'm doing this. I'm not going anywhere. But you have to go on for the ones that came before, for the ones that will come after. Mm -hmm. We have to go on as a collective, not for your neighbor. My neighbor's not cool. I hope she never hears this. (laughs) (laughs) For the collective. For the collective. Yes. Go forward to move forward. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. You've honestly really inspired me to want to like learn more about women's history, especially with Women's Day coming up. So maybe I'll highlight a few important, well, there's many important women (laughs) in history, (laughs) but you know, I'm just like, wow, like you've just kind of like sparked something in me that I'm like, hmm, I want to just like start watching some videos and educate myself a little bit more because I feel like it gets lost in education. I feel like probably somewhere in school, there was probably like a few lessons of like women in history, but not so much, you know? I no, not yeah. uh, not what we should know. And exactly. with podcasts, you know, podcasts yes. are wonderful. Yes. <laughs> I do everything listening to podcasts these days. I have ADH, so I cannot do one thing at a time. I always have to do two, two <laughs> three things at a time. Yes. So I'm learning so much about so many things that I never thought I would because every time I do something, I'm with the podcast by my side and you can find everything online. Exactly. It's there. It's, it's the tools are there online. Yeah. But the rock Even uterus. Even after that, you decided I'm not a feminist. I don't want to be At least you know your history. Yes. Your history. Yes. Exactly. But the rock uterus is representing the strength yes, of the all women. This, this, yes, exactly. Yes. I, I didn't want to go to this beauty, divine, sacred, because we are power. We're resilience. We are alive. I am alive in a country that is killing a woman every seven hours. For God's sake, it's a victory. We are rocks. Yes, and... <laughs> We are the rocks in other people's lives, you know? We are the rock in the family <laughs> or whatever, bed. you know? Like, <laughs> wow. Yeah, it just kind of came to me there. <laughs> it's so nice. So, yeah, there's there's so much to share here. But I just want to say, like, as women, we are continuously stripped from our natural selves and ways of being with pressures from society, continuously pushing the narrative, like, standards of beauty, like they decide, you know, things like plastic surgery, anti-aging products, diets, Botox, injections, everything like this, even like celebrities influencing the way they think the rest of us should look. So Hollywood, Hollywood, you know, and you've been working for some time on a project called The Crime. 
evidence of defense and prosecution, which I love. And yes, can you tell us more about this collection, about this evidence and what message you're trying to convey and what are these evidence of attacks on women? (laughs) Well, they are a collective of images. I I don't have the image right now, but I will remember they, they start on one, they are numbered like real evidences. It's very simply photographed because it has to be understandable and I start on the hospital when the, the, the baby girl is born with the, the this clothes that the baby leaves the hospital which is this dress made of basically plastic with loads of artificial dyes and laces shoes and everything so the princess leaves the hospital right there that's the first oppression the first oppression actually is the ultrasound when you are waiting to hear that it's a man and it's not a man. That's the first oppression. Yes. But okay, let's go to the second oppression. Yeah. So everyone, I just (laughs) want to tell, yeah, I just want to tell everyone, it's like, imagine like a crime scene and you know when like the detectives go in and they put, there's like the crime scene and they put like little notes everywhere. Like this is piece of evidence. This is piece of evidence. And Katerina has displayed this with different objects of oppression towards women, which you, now you can explain. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Okay, so the continue. first one is the dress. Yes. And we move on to the doll that uh, peace feeds and you have to take care of it as if you were being trained to be a mother. <laughs> I think and we then, all had those dolls when we were little girls. I definitely had yeah. one of these dolls, you know. I couldn't sleep before I put her to sleep, you know. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I was trained so well. I'm such a good girl. <laughs> and then there's the little cleaning things like little brooms and the the little kitchen stove with little pans all pink uh, I, I make these pictures black and white and the pink parts I leave it pink everything's pink right uh, because women like pink and boys like blue we had a, a problem in Brazil with this speech once but okay then <laughs> uh, we'll have well, all this training for child, for, for children, uh, women, of course, uh, the stove, the cleaning, the motherhood. And uh, we move on to teenagers where you start wearing a bra. Uh, you already wearing a bra in a bikini when you're three years old, you know. And I'm going to say it because you don't want to older man to be looking at your little girl. And it's crazy, you know? Yes. You shouldn't be hiding the bodies like that. Yeah. Because it's dangerous. Okay. Yeah. Let's, let's move <laughs> Other on Other topic, that. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then there is the, the pill that it's a poison for us. Uh, recently, they, they develop a pill for men and they couldn't take the hormones, you know? It was too bad for them, the um, side effects. And we've been doing it. I did for like 20 years. I did for about it's, 10 years or 12 years or something like this. And I stopped yeah. in when I was like 30. I was like, I don't want to put this in my body anymore. You know, I just, yeah. It's like, no, no, thank you. <laughs> and if you go deep on that, you find out things that you be. Yeah. And think about all of the side effects that women have. Come on. Yeah. They couldn't yeah. deal with those, you know? 
there's so many, they for women, didn't. you know, so it was not approved, you know? Yeah. It's probably a man decided that too, you know? Exactly. <laughs> they decided that they wrote the stories. They, they wrote the laws. They, you know, they, it's a man's world. So, okay. From that, we got the pew and then we have the, the hair accessories, blow dryers. Blah, blah, blah. I don't even know the names because I don't use them for a while. Um, makeup, every, uh, how do you say it? It's a skin routine. Yes, it's skincare. 20 different products. I always see a mammy of a man that never washes his face in his life. <laughs> Unless yes. the, 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 when the water comes, comes in the, the shower. Bed. Yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> And they have like the and best skin the, ever. The yeah. best skin ever. But they <laughs> sell us all these products and then there is age. It's not about, uh, actually about plastic surgery or uh, procedures in general. The problem is we cannot age. Uh, after we cannot make babies anymore. We're no use for anything, you know. We're not sexual anymore. Uh, the last picture is blank. The last evidence is blank because it's invisibility. And that's what there is. And it goes on until antidepressants and uh, alcohol. Uh, yeah, I can't remember them all if I, I forgot any. Um, no, no, but that's more than enough. But also just an example, you know, of like the flow of what you've put for your evidence of the oppression of women and yeah, there is actually uh, um, a small note with it because there will be no text because doing work for women, it's, it's kind of, I don't know how to put it, but I have to be very careful because uh, uh, the world generalized women's movement. Women is only this one being and we are so diverse in culture, class, everything. And uh, yeah, that, that series that I did might touch some, might not touch some. So I, I want to leave it open. So it might be one or two things that touch someone in a place that we don't even know that exists. And uh, a woman like me born where, where I was born, we recognize everything. So I left it open, even because as we talked earlier, I told you many of these things are mine or used to be mine. Uh, I had this pink bra from Victoria's Secrets. For God's sake, in one point in my life, I don't use it anymore. If I'm wearing bras, I wear tops. But I respect we still do it. And that will be a defense for it. You understand? Yes. And it is a crime, but that's how I think. But in some point, I would use it as defense. So where I, there, there is this note that kind of explained what I wanted to do with that because I told you that was no text, but there is a note and I translate it. It's funny because in my language, uh, the words are all the same. All you have to change is from affirmative to interrogative. Okay. But in English, it's going to make sense. And it says, women are free to choose. Women are free to choose what they want. Women are free. And then, are women free to choose? Are women free to choose what they want? Are women free? So that's the thought. Yeah. <laughs> Did you choose? Everything True. that you're choosing. Right? <laughs> who are you? You know, uh, Alison wonder who are who? you? Yes. <laughs> who are you? Yes. With the smoke. Yes. I love that. 
<laughs> yeah. I mean, when we were chatting about that the other day, I just felt like all the variety of like products and like these things that you like once resonated with because you thought you needed to have like the long nails all the time or high heels or like eyelash extensions, which I definitely had, <laughs> but you know, everything <laughs> grew out in the pandemic and I grew back out into my natural self without the nails and the eyelashes and, you know, the, the things you couldn't go to because everything was closed. And now I'm just like, I don't want those things anymore, you know? So yeah, it's like funny. Cause like once upon a time point, you realize I was like, Oh, I, I need to spend my time with it. Yeah. I'm like, I don't really that anymore. I had ceramic nails for so long and I'm like, I have to find out why I need this because it's taking time and we don't have enough time to learn everything we want to learn, to do everything we want to do. There are so many wonders in the world, music to listen to, uh, movies and men don't waste time with things that, you know, yes. and then <laughs> you realize that they keep us busy. That's what they're doing. They're keeping us busy. Yes. If you don't keep us busy, we're going to learn. We're going to go to public spaces. We're going to talk. Yeah. <laughs> to be busy, busy with the beauty industry and, and uh, getting up to the standard that it is right now. And there it's a waste of time, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I know. I don't have time to sit for three hours in a salon. That's for sure. <laughs> I don't have, I don't have the patience. I don't have the time. No, thank you. <laughs> I still dye my hair. But uh, you see, I still dye my hair and uh, I always think oh, I want to, it's not that white yet, wouldn't be that beautiful, but I really want to, uh, I'm waiting for the day that I'll say, this you just is grow it. it out. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll grow it out. Great. Yeah. yeah. And leave half and half. There is okay. a girl that I follow in Instagram that it's half and half right now. Nice. Yeah. But there are things that we still stuck on. Uh-huh. Well, there's a lot of like, you know, ageism within society too. And not sure if you saw like when Madonna presented at the Grammys, like they took a shot of her and then it was all in the news the next day about like how she looked. And then she ended up making a post about like the fact that the comments were all just, just so much ageism, especially in Hollywood, of course. No one says anything about a man that's older in Hollywood. They, no, you know, no. and like Madonna Eastwood is there. He's, yes. You know, he's 80 and people are yes. still drilling on him yes it, it, it's only with women we are only words while the, repro the reproductive system is still working yeah and i will go back to every oppression comes from this most powerful instrument that there is on earth which is the uterus so that's why we got right. raped that's why uh, i'm not gonna go on with the list you can go on in your head and think about oppressions and you'll go back to the years. So that's the last one. So you, you reach menopause. You're not used to anything anymore. It seems, and I'm being ironic here, that they only listen to us while we are, I don't know if I can use words, beep, you know, <laughs> but <laughs> can you do the beep and I say beep. it. I just say it. Again, again, do the beep. beep. Do the beep. Fuckable. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> while we're still on the market, they listen to us. Uh, they will even look at us sometimes and we'll have some space and opportunities. But after that, that's it. It's only criticism and then invisibility because 
after Madonna, Madonna is what, 60-something? Yeah. She will be 70 in a while. And then this is it. There's not even talking. It's not mm. worth it. You yeah, know? yeah. And wow, <laughs> Madonna, Pachamama, you know, they're all there. <laughs> yes, exactly. She's a goddess. She was so important to us. Yeah. I, I can't say I agree with everything. And I put her in a pedestal, but she is one of the most important women for our history ever, ever. Yeah. And um, even if I have some criticism of, of whatever she's choosing to do, yes, I should shut up about it. You know, <laughs> just shut up about it. <laughs> yeah. Not this woman. You know, I heard an yeah. uh, interview of Shamamanda the other day. And she talks about uh, what's the name of the, the vice president, Kamala Harris. And Shimamanda says, someone asked her, oh, uh, how do you feel about the new vice president? And you are waiting for her to say something uh, about how conservative Kamala is, uh, the mistakes that she makes. Some people think it's a mistake. Some people think it's not subjective. But you know what I mean? You think now she's going to say something. And she says, I love that she's vice president and I hope she becomes a president. And you have to learn to not ask that much from women. Every time a woman get, gets in a place of power that is supposed to be occupied by a white man, we ask her to be a God. We ask it from her. Um, and no one is God, Goddess, whatever, you know. We are humans. And she's going to make mistakes. And we are going to make mistakes. Everybody's going to make mistakes. And it's a huge mistake because men does that, of course, because they are waiting for us to fall. But women do that too. Oh, now she's in the place of power. Now she's going to do everything right. Now I can't counter her. Now, oh, she's lit. She's not good. You would never say that about a white man that is there in power. Yes. So yes. we have to learn to do that. I, yes. I it's like a huge <laughs> wisdom because we, we can ask that much. So about Madonna, I don't care what you think. You can't say it. Can't say it. She's too, too, yeah, <laughs> too I mean, everything. When she was like coming and doing her performances in the 80s and it was like controversial because it was like too sexual on stage. And she was like, this is my art. I'm not stopping what I do, like basically. And she just kept doing it. I think I want to say that in one of those concerts where she was warned that it would get shut down, she did it anyways, may have gotten arrested or the police may have arrived. But yeah, I mean, Madonna's always pushed the boundaries and like stood up for her art. And, and she's been through so many subjects and she yes. brought so many things. And yes, of course, music, we culture, only see the, yeah. yeah. The outside of it, but it's pure research. You see, she's a multidisciplinary artist. She is, yes. <laughs> it's pure research, and see, she dives on it, and then she brings it back. Yeah, if I have some criticism, I keep it to myself. That's what we, sh <laughs> we all should. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you, Madonna. Thank you, Madonna. <laughs> okay, so let's get to this part of the podcast. Can you share with us one or two muses in your life that you'd like to say a shout out to? Well, I already did Monica Guerra. You all gotta see and hear the TED talk, please do it today. <laughs> when I sent to some new friend, I'm like, do it now. It's only yes. 15 minutes. Are you yes. doing it? Are you doing it? <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, I want to mention, Monica actually works with food and uh, revolution of food. It's, it's a beautiful work. She's, she's beautiful. Matricaria, 
it's her Instagram. Her name is Maybe. She's she works with uh, natural inks and dyes, but botanical, and she has this amazing research of plants, vegetables, and flowers in Brazil. It's like a map, a research of tinctorials materials that we have here. She's my master, of course, on the the natural inks. Nice, yes. And her work. Oh, she's amazing. She's she's amazing. And the work is amazing and the colors are amazing. It's totally worth it. And the other one is uh, Marcela da Terra, which does the same thing, but with minerals, mud, uh, soil, mud. Not mud. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we have so much color here. I'll say it for the last time that we have the highest biodiversity on earth. That's <laughs> I love that. And yeah. uh, she takes so much colors of it. And there is this work that she does. She goes to communities. She changes everything. Everything. She teaches them how to use the the materials that they have around to paint everything, to do crafts, to get some extra money. You know, her work's so beautiful. And it's in her name, actually. It's Marcela from Earth. Her name. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, definitely yeah. send me both of their Instagrams and I'll share that. That would be nice. I win. I just wrote it down. <laughs> what I do is on my Instagram, my stories, almost every day I'm sharing some women's work. Almost every day. Yeah. So I, I like to do that too. You know, I love to share like, well, I mean, I the art that I'm seeing produced by women that I'm like, wow, that's amazing. And I share it. Wow. You know? wow, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like yours. Ripples, ripples, ripples. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Well, thank you for sharing. And um, yeah, can you share with us one positive affirmation? Well, it's an actual affirmation, okay, that I do. In the mornings, I do like five affirmations. So it's an actual affirmation that I do in the morning. And I'm going to share it because it's very powerful. Okay, yes. Thank you. I am a no-resistant instrument for Pachamama to act through me. Did you get that? (laughs) Yes. <laughs> it's an affirmation. Period. It's a affirmation. And then when you go and forage. When I wake up. Yes. But then when, when I you go up. and forage, you're already connected to your affirmation of the day. And so when you go well, out there. I do repeat a couple times a day. Okay. I do look at her because I have this. Let me see if you can see. Because it's night right now. Ah. But that's that's where I work. And can you see? Yeah. It's only forest. All I see is green. Look. Wow. I love that. Do you hear that. the crickets? I don't, but I believe you. <laughs> so sometimes I'm here and I look outside and I think again. Non-resistant instrument for Pachamama to act through me. It's what we love should that. all be doing, you know? Yeah. I mean, I'm surrounded by nature here where I live and... Uh... Yeah, I really like to get out there and or just be on my patio here and I just like look around and enjoy it. I just, I need to, I realize after moving from Toronto, being living in a city, in a dense city in the middle of Toronto, that I need to be more in nature. Like my soul needs that, you know, like I feel. Have you been in the city lately? Because I have and it was terrible. I felt sometimes we have to go to Santo Domingo and when we're there and so much traffic, I feel it, the density of everything. And I'm like, the stress, the like traffic everywhere. Everyone's tense and driving there like is maniac. A, a different, <laughs> the, the heat is different. The wind is different. The air is different. And there is this tension. Yeah. 
you know, and like if you're living either, you know, I live near the ocean and there's the breeze continuously all day coming off the ocean through my house. Like I open all the windows, you know, all the doors and it's just like, I'm like working here all day, but I have the nature in my face. It's another life. <laughs> you know what I say? It's the, the time of the sky. Because when I'm in the city, I look for the sky and you can't not really find it or it's gray. And living like we do, we always, look, we always look at the sky. We look at the sky when the sun's coming, when the sun is going, uh, when it's going to rain. When It's the time of the sky. You learn a different relationship with time. Like you know the time no. of day. Oh. oh, if I know the time of day, I don't know if I think about like, it. Like, what do you mean? You're just saying like, when you look at the sky, you're like... I mean, it's... The time of the sky. Let me try to explain. Okay, okay. Um, <laughs> we we build another system for time. We build time itself. Time yes. is not real. It's, you know, uh, we have seasons, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And um, we complain a lot. This is not working. This is not the way I want it. Um, this is never going to work. And you are a plant mom. And you <laughs> see, it gets sick sometimes. And since I have a taioba, which I'm not going to say I have the highest biodiversity in the world again. <laughs> <laughs> taioba is a huge plant and uh, it's eatable actually, oh. but it's huge. It's huge. The leaves are like my size. Wow. You probably already saw it online. I love these and plants. Then, yeah. First time I got in touch with it was in the house that I was living before. It was planted there and it kind of died, kind of died. And I'm like, oh my God, I can't plant. <laughs> and seasons went by, summer came again, and it was born again. It, it grew back. Yeah. And I'm like, whoa, again. <laughs> yeah, I have these or I have these orchids that I think they've given me three cycles of flowers. Like they just bloomed again. And like, you know, eventually the flowers fall off after a few months, but then they're just these ugly sticks. And I'm like, I'm just gonna leave them because then someone had told me if the leaves are still green it's still alive so just water it yeah. every once in a while and so I did I did that and they're beautiful like pink leopard and leopard white and pink orchids and there's like six of them now and I'm like this is exciting <laughs> I was like oh she's giving me yeah, more flowers yeah oh and orchids are like you know yes. your party for them mm -hmm. but you see that there are seasons and there are the right time if time exists for everything, you know, mm -hmm. to get sick, to go away, to flourish, to um, be treated, to rest, for God's sake, rest. And yes. that's the time of the sky. Yeah, you know, okay. the sky is not there fighting. Oh, I want it to be night already. Where's the moon? You mm -hmm. know, it's just there. Yeah. Passing through. Passing and through. in the city, no, it's money time, you know. Yes, capitalism. And you can't even see the stars. Yeah, production time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so that's what I mean by the time of the sky. Time of the sky. The sky's time. I never said it in English. <laughs> I like the time of the sky. Okay, lovely. It's not the time on the clock because there is no clock. Right? We don't <laughs> exist. <laughs> Which right? is for a while, yes. humankind might not last long, but that's another podcast. <laughs> we'll save that another time. 
Wow. Okay. Well, Katerina, thank you so much for being here today and sharing some of your inspirations, your work, you know, your creative muse that you have, like you are. (laughs) And yeah, I'm really excited to share this on Women's Day and to all the women out there listening. We love you. You are loved. You are the divine feminine. You are Pachamama. (laughs) Yeah, we are Pachamama. We are Pachamama. And do your women's history research. (laughs) We owe it to (laughs) them. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Yeah. Okay. We'll talk soon. See you soon.